Shandori, Kandaravasutu Rubukutu. You can keep praying in tongues really lightly under your breath. Hallelujah. That's what they told me 20 years ago when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, circumcised of heart. The circumcision of the heart is the evidence of the prayer language of tongues. It's true, 100% accurate. The circumcision of the new covenant is the speaking of tongues out of your spirit and your inner man washing over your outer man in tongues of fire. You should pray in tongues at least a half hour every day. You can do it. You can do it with your kids. You can do it in public. When you're going to Target, I remember when I was waiting tables at Old Spaghetti Factory in three years during Bible College in 2002 to 2005, and I'd pray in tongues the whole time I was working under my breath. People would say they could see the physical glory of God like an aura around me. You can pray in tongues without ceasing. I mean, you really want to because your spirit gets so built up and energized, you just don't want anything else. You know, you're created to be addicted to God the Father inside you, in the springs of Eden. You know, Christians that are not experiencing the springs of Eden are living in the dry place of the animal soul. And the animal soul is the carnal mind. Paul calls it an animal many times. Jesus says it'll be like the days of the animals of Noah's Ark where everyone will be stuck in the animal instead of Christ, the angel. And you are a spirit, but if you live out of the brain and the flesh, you live as mere animals. And so the revelation of the hour is cast off the grave clothes of your animal souls and enter the ark of his glory and start living like angels instead of animals. That's what the glory does. It burns off the animal nature with all of its sick impulses. And what are its sick impulses? Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life is the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon. Amen. And people are, don't have a grid for living in the glory cloud, but we just prayed in tongues for 15 minutes before starting this broadcast, and I'm so high right now, it's a miracle I can even talk to you. you, you but I'm telling you, it feels way better because you lifts yourself up, it builds your spirit man up, it builds your inner man up. I mean, God wants you to be high. There's no high like the most high. Well, if you're not high on God, you're going to be low on the demon. You know, you're supposed to live in the glory realms. You know, how high are the cherubim right now? Well, you're supposed to be higher than them because the Bible says you're judging angels. If you're not higher than cherubim, you're deceived and you don't know who you are in Christ yet. Because the Bible says you've been seated with Christ in heavenly places, which so far surpasses angels. And the angels are so high, it's breathtaking. We see angels every day. I've seen angels every day since I've been born again. I got born again in October 99, and the glory cloud was so strong, and the audible voice of God, it felt like 10,000 watts of electricity, and for a month, I felt like I was levitating and hovering over the ground for 30 days. I, I couldn't believe it. And I just thought to myself, everything I've ever known in my life was a lie. And I was all into the Darwinism, I was all into the science, I was all into the occult, I was all into drugs and hedonism. I was all in, really, to the fullness of the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. 
and it was just death. It was absolute emptiness in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The abilities of the flesh is death. And you know, the craziest thing is after getting born again, people are still in the death of religion, thinking they can do something in their self-righteousness. You know, we say self-righteousness, and that's practically a swear word around people. They get so offended by it. But really, it's the righteousness of my animal soul uh, by what I know and what I do. You know, that, the whole head has to be crucified with Christ. If you're living out of your brain, you just you haven't even started in Christianity yet. It's true, you haven't even begun. Because it begins in the river. And where's the river? In your belly. You know, the Great Awakening is people coming out of the animal soul of the place of the skull where he was crucified. The only thing that needs to die is your carnal mind. That's it. Just your carnal mind. Nothing else. You don't need to be weird about discipline and weird about do's and don'ts. Just be crucified with Christ at the place of the skull. Just perfect biblical interpretation. Crucifying your brain with Christ so that the brain, the flesh, counts for nothing like the Bible says. And you're led of the river. You want to be led of the mind of Christ. Romans 8 shows you the showdown of why we have so much animosity towards our ministry because we represent the mind of Christ in a tremendous way. Everyday broadcasting is the rainbow mind of Christ. The rainbow represents the mind of Christ of the days of Noah. The animals come into the rainbow of the ark of the glory of the mind of Christ and the animal is the natural mind, the animal soul. Leviticus says that the mind of the blood is the animal soul. It's talking about the carnal nature. The Old Testament was all about the natural realm. The New Testament is all about the internal glory realm. So a lot of people are still stuck in that external Old Testament animal soul Christianity, which is nothing less than wizardry, sorcery, and false prophetics, 100%. You can't prophesy out of the animal soul for the last 2,000 years. Anyone that does is a false prophet. You can only prophesy out of the mind of Christ, which comes out of your belly. A mature Christian's mind is not here in the animal, in the flesh. This is flesh, right? The brain matter? Flesh? Stardust? Silicon? It's, it's silica. Your brain is made out of silica, which is like quartz crystal, which is just one hexagon chemically from being a diamond. But how many of y'all know a diamond is nothing without light? Whereas the light comes out of your belly, out of your innermost being. The whole function of the brain is to be a perfect conduit, a perfect diamond of the light of the mind of Christ, the rainbow, through your head. And so it's 100% internal and 0% external. In fact, if you even try to add a little external, you'll feel like you just died because you just sinned. So you have to come to a place where your whole diamond brain, that silica quartz crystal here, of brain matter is completely yielded to Christ in your belly out of your innermost being flowing the springs of the rainbow of Noah's Ark so you can draw all the animals two by two or whatever <laughs> they don't really come in two by two but sometimes they do come in just like a zoo mostly pooping and peeing all over the place making a humongous mess and God just cleans it up with his glory bleach and he's not angry about it. He knows your condition. He understands everything you've ever done, and he still likes you. Amen? He understands you better than you know you. He knows the deepest places of your heart. He knows your destiny. He knows your past, present, and future. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. And he still likes you, even though you've screwed up every single day on earth since you've been born. 
So it's not based on performance, otherwise you'd be in hell already. And God wouldn't have sent His Son to die on the cross. And there wouldn't be anything good in life. There'd be no joy, no happiness, no laughter. You'd never have one day of fun. You'd never experience any pleasure, because none of that exists in hell. The fact that you've even experienced pleasure is evidence God loves you. The fact that you've laughed before in your life is evidence that God exists. If there was no God, there'd be no joy. There'd be no life. There'd be no color. Everyone would... There would be, there'd be no life on earth. It'd be just fallen angels down here. <laughs> and you know, that's what Satan tried to do with the Nephilim thousands of years ago. He just wanted to have some kind of slave giant meat sacks for sons and daughters that just had no spirit, that had no possibility of connecting in their innermost being to God the Father. That's what a demon is. A demon can't connect in their spirit life to the Father. You know, A Nephilim can't connect. They don't have a spirit life. It's just a soul and a body, a two-thirds, six-six-six creature. And why is it two-thirds? Because it doesn't have a spirit. Uh-huh. What makes you redeemable human beings is that you have spirits. Demons are just disembodied spirits. They have to live through your spirits and so they deceive your minds with lies and then live through your inner inner being. They literally leech onto your inner being, your, your inner man, and they keep whispering lies in your brain. So my friend Jim Samuelson calls them Klingons because they literally they'll cling on to you and they'll, they'll find rest by, first of all, they got to lie to you. If you don't believe their lies, they can never find rest in your spirit. And they'll cling, and then they'll, they'll steal your waters of your spirit life. So that you, that's what causes every sickness, every disease, all poverty, all religion, all death, all murder, all sin, all wrongdoing in the whole world is caused by Klingons. And the Bible teaches in Revelation chapter 9, there's 200 million demon spirits that are trying to cling on to every single human being's spirit life. And the, and the more your destiny is, the more they'll try to cling on to you. Satan will give them orders. Satan will tell his demon hordes and his demon armies, you have to stop this person by whatever means necessary. And if a person doesn't care about doing anything for God, they won't even experience warfare. So a lot of you have looked at people in their yachts going around Lake Minnetonka, and it's like, you know, they got five Bentleys in their garage, and they've never had a bad day in their life, and every day is bliss. And it's like, why? Because they've, they're no threat to Satan. Satan lets them go. They've never encountered any resistance or any warfare their entire lives. That's the way of those that just flow with Babylon. I mean, it's just a wide path of destruction. Satan lets them do whatever they want. And don't be jealous of them. The reason why we have resistance is because our spirit life is bringing the river of the mind of Christ into the earth dimension and removing all the Klingons of Satan's kingdom from humanity. Christians that don't experience spiritual warfare are no threat to the kingdom of hell whatsoever. There's all kinds of crazy doctrines out there, like there is no hell, there's no demons, there's no devils, and it's just... the the dumbest crap you'd ever believe in your whole life. You read the book of Revelation that's written like in 97 AD, nearly, you know, 70 years after Christ was crucified, and it's all hell breaking out in the whole world. There's only one apostle left on planet Earth, and they've exiled him to Patmos, and it's the most crazy oppression of Satan and his angels that's ever been. So clearly, it wasn't finished at the cross. I mean, it was for Jesus, and it just then was handed to us and just began for humanity and the nations. What Jesus finished, that's just the beginning of our walk as the nations since then. And it's been, 
absolutely crazy. Abs the average life expectancy during the Dark Ages was worse than ancient Mesopotamia. I mean, 30 years old bubonic plague Europe and Christian nations. I mean, the religion's so crazy. People that spoke in tongues, mostly, we know the exceptions because we're in a, the mystic group and we love Teresa of Avila and all that, but the majority of people that ever spoke in tongues during the Dark Ages were burned at the stake as witches. Oftentimes, people building those cathedrals over there, they just die and they just bury them in the walls, just like the ancient walls of Jericho that were filled with dead people's bones. Hallelujah. Like the altars in the Roman Catholic Church have dead people's bones in them. Do you know that? Every altar in every Catholic Church in the world. Roman Catholicism is Masonic sorcery. Yep. Hallelujah. Jesus said we're not ministering dead men's bones, Pharisees. Matthew 23. Amen. We're ministering out of the springs of the rainbow of the glory of God. We're taking the rainbow back. I mean, I don't know. It never really got taken away. If you're in the glory, the angels don't pay attention to what sinners are doing anyway. I don't know what you guys are distracted by. You know, worldly-minded. If your mind is in heaven, it's like, we've never lost anything here. I don't, what are you complaining about? What are you worried? You know, you pull your mind deeper into the glory realm of Christ in you. Colossians 1.27 commands you to realize the glory. If you don't realize the glory, you're dead. You won't make it. There's no chance of success in life. You're too immature. You won't have the full armor of light on. You won't be wrapped in the favor of the force field of God. The angels, I mean, the angels can't even work with you because you're a carnal animal mind. If you don't go into the glory, there's just, there's no hope for you because the glory is the promised land. You have to come out of the witchcraft of the mixture of self trying to do stuff, self-sustainment. Self-sustainment is witchcraft. Having begun in the spirit, you're going to finish in the flesh? I mean, what about Jehovah Jireh? We're all like, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And then it's like you provide for yourself and you just don't even build up your inner man. And it's like greed and fear and worry and doubt and money, 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 money. And everyone's just freaking out about money every day. And that's the main thing I see people manifest demons about is the idolatry of the fear of provisions, the fear of being provided for and having enough and even what about retirement and you know, am I going to be... My God, get into the spring. I tell you what, God's about to restore the fortunes of Zion and I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's get, getting paid for the works of your inner man. <laughs> Lord, restore the fortunes of Zion. We were like those who dreamed when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion. Psalms 126 verse 1. In Acts 3.21, the restoration of all things, which is the restoration of the fortunes of Zion. See, the things in the fortunes are everything in the natural dimension that carries weight. It's truly all the wealth and the power and the authority in the governments and in the natural realm over cities and nations. All of that is part of the restoration of the fortunes of Zion and the restoration of all things. Same exact thing. Acts 3.21 and Psalms 126 verse 1 are the exact same thing. And it's your inner man getting so strong and built up with the full sacrifice of literally just your sin because that's all you're overcoming. You're not overcoming anything out there. We want to put it on other people. It's not. It's always us. You can go deeper and break anything off of anyone else. Jesus did. Jesus didn't even care what people believed in and just healed them anyway. I mean, we're talking about absolute sovereignty. We're com coming into realms of hundredfold glory where it is completely irrelevant what anyone's animal soul believes in in the natural dimension. Because that's 
literally just the flesh. It counts for nothing. It's weak. And it's sorcery. And it's the power of Satan and his angels and the stars that fell from heaven. So there is some stuff there that weak Christians can get sick from, can have a hard time, get all their finances stolen from them, and just have a lot of problems. But when you get your inner man really energized by knowing the Father face-to-face in the temple of the Holy Spirit in your body and get your heart purified from your own sin, your own pride, your own lust, by just reading the Word, fasting, some of those familiar spirits will come off after one day of fasting. You've been trying to fight the same thing for 10 years. If you were to just dry fast one day, it would never come back. I mean, it's just the dumbest stuff ever. Just wasting years of your life over the same little imp demon that you can't get free from. One day of fasting, and it's gone. The glory is so intensely strong right now that anyone that's willing to bring their carnal mind and put it on the altar of the mind of Christ will just have continuous breakthrough after breakthrough. And it's just never-ending breakthrough. Our issue is that we are not submitting our flesh to God the Father and our spirit. We're rebellious. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That's why people are so screwed up. They're still messing around with the fallen angels, which are the angels of rebellion. Hello? The angels that rebelled. And that's what entangles nearly every Christian in the world and why they're just so far off. And even most Christian leaders, I'll listen to them and like, dude, half of what you're saying is from the fallen angels. Literally. And how do you get what, what get that mixture up? You get your brain out of the air of the second heavens, and you get your brain into the liquid of the third heaven of the mind of Christ out of your belly, and you wrap your brain and pull your brain into the glory realm of Christ in you, realizing the glory of Christ in you, the kingdom in you. And that's the only way to get into 100% accuracy in the prophetics. Otherwise, all these mainstream prophetic people, I mean... The stuff these people tolerate in the charismatic church and Elijah list and some of these big ministries, I mean, there's some good stuff sometimes, but I'm telling you, half the time it's just craziness. It's literally like psychiatric hospital level crap it, because it's the influence of the external. You now, some of it is internal. Some of it is good. But if it's not 100% internal, if your brain is not 100% internal, you're going to be off that percentage of the time. Literally wrong about everything you believe because you haven't pulled your brain out of the stars that fell from heaven. That's an area that your flesh or your brain is not yet submitted to Christ in your spirit. And submitting to Christ in your spirit is what forgives your sins and washes you. That's what washes your sicknesses and diseases away. That's what heals you. That's what washes all of your pride, all of your lust. That's what transforms you. That's what really renews your mind, being transfigured by the renewing of your mind. How? With an external glory? With a come Holy Spirit? You couldn't bottle it up enough of it in a hundred million years to transfigure your souls with an external come Holy Spirit understanding. And so that's why people have just missed all of this deeper meat stuff of the New Testament because it's based on people whose brains know Christ within their own bellies. Truth, anyhow... Literally, all the strong meat of the word of what the apostles walked in, that they were so powerful, so mighty, the gods have come down in the likeness of men. Paul they called Hermes, and Barnabas they called Zeus. And it was everything they could do to not sacrifice whole bull offerings to them. 
I mean, what kind of man is that that is shaking and causing earthquakes in cities, having dominion over all the heavens and the earth as a, a man? That's a man who's got his brain submitted to God the Father in his belly and is controlled by the river of life flowing out of his innermost being. Walking, that's walking in the Spirit. You're not walking in an external spirit. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Some of you are going to get this today and become New Covenant Christians, coming out of Old Covenant Christianity. And listen, there was grace for Old Covenant Christianity. And God even helped me in some... I had external visions. I mean, when I was an infant in Christ, God held my hand and changed my diapers, and He wasn't mean to me. He loved me through all my stupidity and all my rebellion and all my religion and all my confusion until I just, oh yeah, this is what you were fathering. This is what you had in mind the whole time. I get it now, Dad. Perfect Father. I can testify. Coming into Huyos maturity, He is a perfect Father of our inner man to override our outer man, which is taking dominion over creation. Once you overcome your own brain, you lord over the earth. You know, it's not this thing where, like, give me an impartation, I'm in the sky, and I'm flying around, and this, you know, that's cool, whatever, it's real immature. It's actually your spirit life resting on top of your brain, so that when your spirit comes around any other human being, you're reigning through their flesh. It's called the reign of Christ. Once you overcome your own flesh, guess what? Then when your obedience is complete, you'll be quick to punish all disobedience that is written, which means you're washing away their sins. Punishing disobedience isn't hurting people, beating them up with religion, none of that satanic religious garbage of hell. It's actually washing away their sins. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Once our obedience is complete, we'll have the full nature of God the Father, which is love, coming out of us like a waterfall of the Garden of Eden. And this waterfall is wider than the circumference of the earth. That's what's coming forth through the manifest sons of God. What's the manifest son of God? One whose spirit life has overtaken their, nat their natural life. A son of God is, what's God? God is spirit. John 4, 24, God is spirit, so the sons of God are spirits in full spiritual stature. They finally got all the mixture of, well, maybe I am a flesh. Maybe I am a natural man. Maybe I am a homo sapien sapien. Who told you you're a homo? You know? Who told you you're a homo? You're not a homo. You're a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Amen? Your inner man is your eternal man, and whether you believe this message or not, you're going to spend eternity with your inner man. And whatever else thing is in there, you're God. That's why you really need to get into the springs of God the Father in your inner man, because that Klingon thing is the devil, is your God that you're serving right now. When you have a Klingon, that's your God. Now you can claim God all day, every day, but God sees the heart and what's sucking at your, your springs, what's stealing your confidence, what's stealing your peace, what's stealing your inner man, what's latched onto you, what are you serving with your spirit? Paul says, I have served the living God with my entire spirit. No Klingons, just a river of life. That's where we're going, that's promised land. Amen. And you don't need to worry about all those dumb little questions in your brain because the animal soul is getting crucified. You can actually just be a little child and enjoy the springs. And they are. People will come in and they have all these questions out of the animal soul. And it's like, here's God's answer to your questions. Die. Be crucified with Christ at the place of the skull. 
You cannot take your carnal mind into the promised land. Only the mind of Christ. Which means everyone that doesn't have their mind renewed will die in the wilderness in this generation. But there's a lot of grace to renew everyone's mind because He loves you and He wants you in the promised land. He loves you way more than you know. He'll do anything. He, he is always with you. You can harden your heart into death. I've seen people live at the brink of death, hardening their hearts in the pride of life, and God has still sustained them to this day. That they're still here. They should have been dead. I mean, these blasphemers operating in Leviathan and Jezebel nonstop in open grave of Pharisees. I have seen God in His patience with Pharisees. That's how I've really gotten to know His love, honestly. Rebellious people are the easiest people in the world for me. But the religious people, the self-righteous and the, the pride of life and the religious animal beast-headed you know, Pharisees, these people, God's patience with them has shown me and demonstrated to me His agape love. That it's like, wow, I mean, I would have given up on these people after five years of constant manifestations of murder and blasphemy towards me, but He still is like giving them a chance. Unbelievable crazy amounts of love, supernatural levels of the Father's love that He knows that if a person still has breath in them and a greater glory might be demonstrated to them, they could maybe believe and be set free from their pride of life, which is the bondage of the red dragon, which is religion, Satan, in their hearts. People that practice external Christianity have the open grave of Satan in their hearts. People who practice internal Christianity have the river of life coming out of their hearts. Those are the two trees in the garden, the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tare, the wise and the foolish virgins. And we do everything we can every day to turn goats into sheep, tares into wheat, and foolish into wise, so that you can have eternal life, not just in heaven, but on earth. And for your whole households to be saved by the internal transformation of the renewal of your mind by attaching your brain to God the Father in your own belly. In Jesus' name. Come into financial partnership with Red Letter Ministries. In Jesus' name. It'll bless your lives. Giving tithes is the only promise for an open heavens in Malachi chapter 3. Test the Lord by sowing into the glory cloud and see that He does not do miracles for you and then stand on the word and the promise as you sow and as you give generously into this apostolic ministry for the discipleship of nations. In Jesus' name, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow.